0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast is a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because i got nothing better to do on a Saturday night, or Sunday morning, as the case may be, so I might as well spend it with you, my adoring people. And part of this follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can pretty much find me everywhere under that name. It's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. For those of you that have been with me long enough or been watching the show long enough, you probably are looking at stuff and going, uh, something looks a little bit off. Yeah, there are two things. Item number one, it is now past American Thanksgiving, which means I need to change hats. Because it's the holiday season. Yes, I have my Santa pimp hat because it's, you know, it's that time of the year again. So I get to haul it out because I get a lot of compliments for this hat, but you know, it'll, it'll be what it'll be. I also have to let you know that at the moment, I'm the only one here. So I'm not entirely certain what in the hell is going on. I didn't hear anything from the rest of my crew as far as to where they are, but you know what? That's okay. We'll work with it. So, of course, thank you for being with me. If you decide to join us live as we're recording, you can go ahead and join us in the live chat over at that side, actually, because I, I got the camera flipped around the wrong way. So, over in the live chat, Stephanie. Good morning. I know that Felix was going to be joining us. Uh, I'm sure she'll be here eventually. It's just a question of when. And there she is. So, hi, everybody. It's good to be back with you. I apologize for last week. Uh, For those of you that, for whatever reason, did not know about it, here in the Buffalo Market, we got uh, pelted is a good word for it with snow. Now, fortunately, here at Casa del Tribble, we didn't have it nearly as bad as metro buffalo and if you're looking to try to figure out you know how to how to gauge it uh yeah i would say that we got a meter or so which grand scheme of things is not too bad where i live down in the south towns out where uh ski country is yeah a meter is not that bad the two plus that the more metro area got though it was pretty nasty. It was pretty nasty. So, considering that and the fact that I ended up losing power for you know, 15 minutes or so, I didn't really feel comfortable in trying to do a show because it just wasn't going to have happen. Because if things work the way that they're supposed to, the computer will end up shutting itself off after about, give or take, about five minutes of power. Uh, you know, battery time. And then it shuts itself off automatically. And that actually works out to my advantage because then the backup power supply is only operating the, let's see if I remember it, uh, the cable modem. So I end up with like seven hours of cable modem time, which is fine because I got plenty of battery power from my smartphone so I can check up on stuff as needed. So it's okay. Uh, Stephanie is also saying, uh, I will be astonished if we get a meter of snow in the entire winter. Glad you're okay. Yeah, out where we are, you know, it's it's not that bad. I mean, Buffalo and the surrounding area have been here for a very long time. So, you know, we kind of know what it is that we're doing, but there's a certain point where you're just so inundated there's just nothing to be done about it. You know, this is so much and you know, is what it is, eh, you know, whatever. So everything worked out fine when all of a sudden done. Uh, it took me an extra two days to get out of here so I could go to the college to get my kid, but it's okay. And as far as to Thanksgiving, we spent Thanksgiving together here with ourselves, well, with each other. And earlier today, I spent Friendsgiving with the folks I normally spend Saturdays with, which that worked out really well. It worked out really well. And, you know, it was it was all good. So not knowing if we're going to get anybody else to be joining me tonight, how about I just get things rolling and we'll kind of go from here. So with five minutes on the clock your 5 minute freestyle is going to start right now blueberries i know my my opening remarks are usually kind of cryptic depending as to what's being said because you know it is is what it is i saw something that really got me to questioning things for myself and it it in a in a good way in, in a really good way what happened was i saw tracy harris who has been on the show before at one time was part of the uh, atheist community of Austin, there was something that came through from social media that I saw from her, which I'm pretty sure it was, something about trying to understand what it is that is inherently baked into the system. It doesn't matter which system it is, but there are certain things that are simply part of it all. And trying to fix it from the outside without completely redoing the entirety of the structure is difficult, because you don't even really understand that there is a problem. The the example, as I recall, was about how difficult it is for people who have physical disabilities to be able to have access to various different areas. For instance, folks in wheelchairs trying to get folks in wheelchairs to have access to uh, housing, or trying to get them through mass transit or you know, that kind of thing—it's difficult. You know, it's, it's it's difficult. Have you ever seen somebody try to use a wheelchair, a manual wheelchair, and be confronted with an escalator? That's a bad moment right there, just waiting to happen. So, you know, you you start to realize that there are things that kind of get in the way. Uh, again, working with the uh, with with a um, somebody who has a wheelchair. Again, trying to get into a house, a two story house, residential. You're not really going to expect that they're just going to run their wheelchair up. Backwards up the staircase doesn't work that way, so what somebody had pointed out and and this I may be slightly paraphrasing
1: the expression here: you can't push the blueberries into the muffin Think about it a second. you can't push the blueberries into the muffin, and
0: it was. This, this was an eye opener for me because if you think about it, if you make a muffin, but then you want it to be a blueberry muffin, you can't just push the blueberries in and expect it to, to work quite the way that you expect it to. You have to change the way that you're building that muffin. You have to change the way that the batter is put together. You have to put in the blueberries before you've even baked the muffin. So it's one of those things where we have to examine what it is societally, socially, the structures that we have, what is working, and more importantly, what isn't. And then try to figure out how to fix it. What is necessary in order to fix it at the end point? And then you need to work backwards. From there, how do we change the institutionalized structure so that we end up at a better outcome when all is said and done? What do we need to do in order to get a blueberry muffin? Do you use fresh blueberries? Do you use frozen blueberries? Do you slice them up? Do you mash them up? Where do you get them from? There's this whole dynamic that comes into play when you try to figure out what is it that we've really got? And it had never occurred to me to think of it in those terms before. So the next time you wonder, what have we got? What isn't working? Why isn't it working? What do we need to do to get to the correct or the better end point? You need blueberries. You need to put in the blueberries
1: before you've even put together your muffin tin. Have fun thinking about that one and explaining that to people later. This is, where are
0: we here? Episode 431 on the Docket, Your Honor. Question the question. And this is also kind of fallen into the same plank. Uh, the same wavelength, I don't know that anybody would be able to see it, but occasionally on YouTube, the holy crap account does get into it with some folks from time to time, because you know, every once in a while, there are news reports that come through about things like, well, for instance, um, the Satanic Temple... Humor me a second. And their Satan, after-school Satan club. And I love watching everybody lose their collective minds about it. I don't go twisting and, and, and needling people about it that want to comment on it. I don't. But if there is somebody that goes ahead and puts out a thing, and it is very blatantly wrong, or just insipid. I will go ahead and I will be very genteel and I will ask, do you actually know what it is that's going on with this group? Sometimes I end up getting a really good conversation. There are other times, not so much. But what ends up happening out of this for me is that I get to, I get to nudge these people Slowly, gently, carefully, to the point where they have to question the question. They have to try to actually examine what's going on. Not always successful, I will admit it, but I try and I try in good faith. I want people to understand that. I do not go and be a pain in the ass to people just because I can. I'm not that level of nudge. I will, however, challenge folks, ask them to be on board with me, and, well, sometimes I get stuff out of it. There are other times it just doesn't work. But you know what? Grand scheme of things is what it is. I try. I try very hard. And uh Arino Tech is saying that uh he got a little bit late. Cool. You let me know. When you're going to be available, and I will be able to uh, run things through, and we'll kind of go from there. In the meantime, however, I do have to get to you know the script, which means I need to get to the horrible scopes. So for those of you that know what your astrological sign is, that's cool. Those of you that don't, it's really not going to matter. So you can just pick one, and it's going to be perfectly fine. Aries, now's the time to start making. A Christmas wish list. It's the easiest way to find your lost 10 millimeter socket, quarter inch flathead screwdriver, and that spare record player stylus you swear is at the back of the whatnot drawer. Taurus, this week your dreams are going to get the better of you if you're not careful. Binge watching TV shows or video game let's plays for a week straight will have you talking in your sleep. Waking up while saying, Hailing frequencies open is
1: endearing.
0: Waking up saying, boy, is less so. Especially if you're sleeping with someone. Gemini, your attractiveness is measured incorrectly. Some joke that the closer someone gets, the less attractive you get, and that's simply not true. Pets are happy to get up close to you, rub your leg with their head, and look up at you like they're welcoming an old friend. Pets know who to trust, and you are trustable. Cancer Child your childhood TV watching has finally come back to bite you. Remember that time you were left alone with a Craftsman screwdriver and a CRT TV? How you unscrewed the back panel and discharged the capacitors, the 30,000-volt capacitors. It's been a long time. Maybe your memories from that are finally going to be coming back for you. Uh, Assuming that they come back at all. Leo, contrary to popular belief, winter is here. If you haven't stocked up on food and snack with slightly higher calorie count, you better do it soon. On the sugar side, store-brand cookies are just as good as the name brand, and potatoes are just potatoes. But if you're making poutine, don't you dare skimp on the gravy. Make it yourself, not from a bottle. Virgo, things have been tough on you last week. This week, how about going small with your Christmas decorations, or efficient get some remote controlled color LED strips and crazy glue them to the bottom of your rain gutter you can change the color scheme to be anything you want from the comfort of your computer chair and give me a couple of seconds here let me see if i can pull in tech
1: let me get him over here And let's see if that works. If what works? There you are. Terribly sorry. Not a worry. Not a worry at all. And... Felix color is a lady, right? Yes.
2: Okay. Because I just said howdy, ladies, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Did I make a mistake again?
1: Nope.
0: No, you didn't. Uh, now I have to try to figure out what I'm going to do with, uh, my video. I'm not
2: going sure. to. your video?
0: Well, because, uh, because I had to start without the Discord video, I t- turned on video for myself directly in
1: OBS. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Well, I'm not loading any video, so.
1: Yeah, that's kind of not going to work the way that I want it to.
0: Okay, that's fine. I'll just put your name over there for the time being, and that'll be fine for the for for the for the moment.
2: I mean, it's, right now it's just the two of us. Yes, I didn't. I didn't want you to be the loneliest number.
0: I appreciate that. You want to pick up uh, a little bit on the on the
2: scopes? Uh oh, crap! Where are we? Uh, scopes, scopes, scopes. scopes. Where did I put my bookmark? There it is. And did you already start it? Yes, I did. So up to Libra. Uh, Libra. Okay. Uh, yep. I see your cursor. Libra. It's time to trim your nails. That reminds me. I need to do the same thing. Letting your fingernails grow out so you could play Spanish and classical guitar was fine. Uh, it's also highly recommended if to anybody who's truly interested in it, by the way, because I did classical guitar. It's great. Honestly, you were pretty good at it. But if you want your Weifu body pill cover to survive to the end of the near, year, you need to get your toes to. It's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, life pro tip keep your toenails trimmed because that way your socks will last longer. That's one way. Scorpio,
0: drinking is a great way to pass the early nights. Strictly speaking, it doesn't have to be alcoholic. You could make coffee, tea, or even tang, but please remember, egg creams do not have egg in them, and eggnog does. If you don't know that, please don't make either one for your friends.
2: I I think it's really interesting that it was designed as a substitute for an ice cream float, the uh, egg cream, and it literally has no egg. And no cream. I mean, it has milk, but it doesn't have cream. Yeah. And it's just like.
0: Don't look at me, man.
2: It, it was one of those things. was like, hey, look, I, I, I made this car. It's not a car. It's a bicycle. I know, but I want to call it a car. Why? <laughs> yeah. Sagittarius, how many times do we have to remind you not? to get into an argument at family gatherings. No matter how many times you can prove that you're right, no one is going to agree that New York really only has one professional football team. That curling is vastly superior to shuffleboard, and that NASCAR wouldn't be better with right-hand turns. Funny as hell. Christmas is still coming up. You can do better next time.
0: Did you hear about that one guy? Who decided that uh, if he was going to try to win that one race, he was going to use uh, a trick that he used to use on the GameCube?
2: And yeah, where he used the wall to force him to stay in. Yep. While he just kept moving forward. Yep. He, he, Dangerous is all hell, but
0: man, it worked.
2: Well, when he was saying, because uh, I, I read, I I read the 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 news, and I watched the video clip, and when he talked about, he was hoping. When he, while he was doing it, he was just hoping that none of the side doors were open. I'm like, dude, if the side door had been open, you wouldn't have needed to worry anymore doing that stunt. And, you know, I think, I, I think the jury is still out on whether or not they will officially ban that maneuver or not. I mean, it is very damaging to car, to the track, everything, and it could have gotten, if those walls aren't reinforced properly, it, it could have been a bad day.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I I, I do not think that they will um, – I do not think they will allow it afterwards. Yeah. That's just too damn dangerous. Capricorn, drink. You keep forgetting that it's heater season, so the air is going to be dry. You'll be doing impression of YouTube's electro boom, like it or not. So now's the worst time to be building your new computer. And for the record, you can build a full-fledged gaming computer for the same price as just the NVIDIA RTX 4080 video card. Plan wisely.
2: Well, yeah, when when those cards are going for you know twelve hundred
1: plus dollars. 1200 plus
2: Yeah. Yeah, MSRP 1199. There you
1: go. Yeah.
2: Yeah, if I, if I had that kind of money right now, uh you it, it would not be for buying a video card. Aquarius, every week you worry that your horrible scope is going to suck. And this week, doesn't. Before you think you suck at something, that you're useless, just remember this. Quote, beginning Flash Game Programming for Dummies, unquote, from 2005, is still being sold on Amazon. On the other spectrum is SPSS Statistics for Dummies, which is billed as the Fun and Friendly Guide to Mastering IBM's Statistical Package for the Social Sciences. A university level psychology research researcher shouldn't need a reference book like that you're better than both of those books combined
0: I Aww, felt
1: that was sweet.
0: I felt so bad finding out that um flash game programming for dummies is still currently available in hardcover, no less
2: well, there's a lot of that stuff that they're still finding in warehouses, and they just you know it, it's not necessarily am, um, depending on what it is, it might not be Amazon selling it. They must, might just be acting as a storefront for somebody who cleared out a um, warehouse. Um, oh, it's not a, it's um, not a storefront. Um,
0: <laughs> I went to the Dummies website itself and oh, they had it listed oh there with a link for click on this button to buy it from Amazon. Wow. So... Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, and finally, my fellow fish Pisces, you're an imaginative person, and it's fun to hear the stories you come up with. But your D and D partners are finding them bizarre. Okay, so your bard's father, we didn't know. We didn't need to know that he was a failed door to door door salesman. Covering for him by saying that everyone he tried to sell doors to already had them doesn't help your case. Please, for the love of Tiamat, just learn to be more normal. And stop asking if gazebos are flammable.
2: Yes, gazebos are flammable, and it's great to burn them down when you have the ogre trapped inside. Which, considering a gazebo doesn't usually have doors, it was fun trapping the ogre inside of it.
0: Those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got, I'm sincerely (laughs) hoping that it was uh, Aquarius, because I was trying to be very nice to you. However, if you would like a nicer or nastier one for yourself or someone else, all you need to do is bribe me by asking. I work cheap, because that's kind of the way that I do it. I'll have these posted online at the end of the week, as usual, Uh, you know, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Discord. Depending as to how long, uh, Twitter lasts, cause, you know, it's, uh, it's a hellhole right now. So, um, is what it is, I suppose. It's fine. I know. I know. Tumblr. <laughs> it's pretty much the only thing that I really use Tumblr. For. Plus, uh, okay. I do use Tumblr for the horrible scopes, but I also follow Will Wheaton, who is a wonderful person and Linda Carter. Because she is also apparently an incredibly
2: lovely person. At both of them at this time in history. I preface this because I have seen so many people go, oh, this person over here is a lovely person. This person over here is a great person. And then like a year, two, three, four down the road, something happens, a life changing moment, whatever. And then they just become a giant dick. Yeah, there is that.
0: I'm Mm -hmm. trying to reinitialize my video, and it is being a little bit of a pain in the ass. It doesn't want to quite do it. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn off the webcam. I'm going to turn back on the webcam. And let us see if I can get the camera showing up with Discord now. There it is.
2: Discord's loading. Yep, Discord's loaded.
0: All right. So let me. But I'm not. (laughs) There we go. So I got us the way that we are supposed to,
1: to look now. So, yes.
2: I know there's a delay on the YouTube side of
1: things, but I think YouTube stopped. Or is it just me? Could be just you.
2: Let me reload YouTube.
1: That's okay. Anyway.
2: I'm not seeing your picture on you. Oh, there it is. Okay, yep. It was just me.
0: That's okay. So, like I said, question the question. Like I said, I had I had another one of these interactions with people and it's 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 again about this whole after school satan club and they're just is what it is man you know it is yeah, it
2: I mean is. sometimes you just need more satan in your life
0: you know and these people don't realize what it means because they are the immediate well it's got satan in it so it's got to be
1: bad yeah about that anyway yeah no well
2: th- that's the funny part you know everybody says how bad satan is and it's like well wait a minute you know, according to the Bible, how many people did Satan kill versus how many God killed? Well, okay, yeah, but, you know, Satan still killed people. He's evil. It's like, yeah, but if you look in the Bible, everybody he killed was under orders by God. Yeah. So, yeah, so he did what he was told to do by the highest authority. So technically, that was God killing via proxy. So yeah. how many people did Satan kill? Nobody. Well, oh, they don't like that one. Actually, here's here's the
0: argument that I uh, that I started using on this one person because oh. they they tried to use the whole well proved. I challenge anyone to prove to me that God doesn't exist. It's like, shh, hold on a second. Doesn't work that way. My the what I what I told them was, and I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit because I don't I don't want to go into the whole thing and find all the direct wording what i What I said to them was, "Why would your God, with the utmost power to be able to create a universe, the cosmos that we currently inhabit, when they have already got a perfect universe of their own, why create?" the universe, the cosmos that we inhabit, this flawed one as it is, and inhabit it with someone who is supposed to be their adversary who could literally never have any real challenge to them because they don't have the power, they don't have the ability of getting around the knowledge that this God would have, because this God would have set in motion everything about this universe, and if they know all, if they see all, if they are supremely powerful above and you know enough to create a universe a what's the point of having an adversary, and two. Why have an adversary that could never, ridiculously, never possibly challenge them for superiority? Because it is simply not possible.
2: The thing is, is that, you know, if God is omniscient, then he or she knew that Lucifer would challenge And that Lucifer would lose, and Lucifer would blah, blah, blah. So essentially, God set Lucifer up to be kicked out of heaven, to lord over the reins of hell, to be forever tormented by God. There's no love in that. That's number one. Number two, when somebody comes to me and says, well, okay, you you prove to me that God doesn't exist. I said, you know what? I'm not in the habit of proving that something doesn't exist. But since you think it can be done, I'll tell you what. You tell me how you would prove that Allah doesn't exist for the Muslims the Isl- uh, of the Islamic religion. You tell me how you prove that Allah doesn't exist. And then I'll use that to prove that God doesn't, your God doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, Allah's not real. Your God's not real. Well, my God is real. Well, Allah's real. <laughs> the thing is, is I'm not Islamic. So, <laughs> I just I'm not a Muslim. I just like to use that as a reference because there's quite a few that think Allah and Yahweh are separate, and then there's quite a few that think they're the same, just different names based on region. So when I get somebody who says, Oh, well, I can't prove that Allah doesn't exist because Allah and Yahweh are the one and the same, they're just different names given by different people. I was like, Well, why would God have different names? By different people. Shouldn't God and all his omniscience, you know, and glory and everything else be the same name by everybody? I mean, wherever I go, I'm my name because that was the name I was, you know, that's that's me. That's who I am, you know? Yeah. And, you know, my name is my name. End of story. It doesn't matter where I go. That's how everybody's going to know me. Mm -hmm. So, uh, when I get the ones who say they're one and the same, it's like, oh, okay. Well, can you, Do me a favor. I've got a flying invisible pink unicorn that is completely uh, transparent and you can't touch it because all matter phases through it. So can you tell me how you're going to prove that it's, which is currently flying rings around my head, prove that it's not there?
0: His name is George, by the way. His name is George.
2: (laughs) The, The thing is, it's like, oh, you're not being serious. It's like, I'm being deadly serious yeah like I want you to prove this to me because I actually believe that that's there. Go ahead, prove yeah. me wrong now funny enough like, that that's made up and I was like, so's God, What's your point
0: yeah, and funny enough, I actually used a variation on that, which was the uh incorporeal uh silent invisible uh dragon
1: in my garage how How do you prove that that doesn't exist and
0: you know i i use that as the as the example for you know and i'm and i'm borrowing from sir Sick, by the way for those of you that don't know about sir Sick on youtube i would love to get him on the show but he's animated so sir Sick
2: is about one of the old ones the uh, teapot that orbits mars uh oh the tea um, kettle. the um I think it orbits Mars, doesn't it? Uh Mars. Are uh,
0: Bert, Bertram's teacup, te, uh, teakettle? Crap, I forgot whose it is. But I, I, I know the one that you're talking about. But yeah, Russell's teapot. That's it. Russell's teapot. But and the,
2: yeah, it was Bertrand uh, Russell was the philosopher.
0: Yeah, and uh, Sir Sick is fond of saying, "But your, but your God doesn't do the real." And it's it it it's very clunky English languaging, and he plays up a lot that he is just stupid because whiskey and and the sex, but every time he goes ahead and he uses the whole, but your God doesn't do the real. It's one of those things where, like I said, it's weird, clunky, it feels wrong. But it holds so much, um, it, it, it holds so much, you know, clue by four to the face with it that it's right. You know, it's so wrong that it's right. And I, I, I love that. I love that. Now, the, uh, oh, Stephanie's got, uh, oh, wait a minute. Teapot that orbits the sun.
2: Well, uh, so the analogy of Russell's teapot. By Bertrand Russell, yeah, g- g- is yeah. that it's between it? It orbits the sun between Mars and Earth. That's where I was thinking Mars.
1: Okay. Okay. So,
2: but he he also posits that the teapot is too small to be revealed by even the most powerful of telescopes.
0: Right. And how do you prove that it's not there? How how do you prove that it doesn't exist? And if you can't prove that it doesn't exist, shouldn't you simply conclude that it does exist and just take it on faith, so to speak? And it's just one way of, of showing to, you know, uh, the, these folks that just take it on faith that God exists. That, well, I've got it on faith that uh, there's a, there's a tea kettle out there waiting to be found. Can't see it, can't detect it, but I know it's there because I know it's there.
2: By the way, mm-hmm. uh, I, I posted a link for the Wikipedia in the chat. Oh, thank you. Um, according to, uh, according to this, the uh, according to this citation, Richard Dawkins uh, re- referred to it once as Russell's celestial teapot. Okay. I think that I like having Russell's name in there to remind us as Bertrand Russell. Um, but I think the expansion of it, the name by Richard Dawkins, to Russell's celestial teapot really does it justice. It does. Yeah, because it makes it sound, ooh, it's celestial. You know, like celestial beings. A god is celestial. Yeah. I'm going for flair here, man. Jazz yeah. hands, you no,
0: know? You're, you're fine. You're <laughs> fine. No, it's, it's just, to <laughs> me, if I, when I hear celestial, I expect that it's something outside of our stellar system. But that's just me.
1: It's just me. Fair enough
0: perfectly fine and it 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 is however uh a, a better descriptor so you know it's perfectly fine anyhow so like i said i had to go around this couple of times and the the idea for question the question is what started to get into me because it was how do you when you when we try to On the show, when we try to tackle a question as to what's going on or why is something going on, one of the things that we really try to do, maybe subconsciously, sometimes actually, you know, forthright with, we try to think and and try to reason out and sense out, why is the question important in the first place? What is it that we're trying to accomplish What is it that we're trying to suss out from it all? Some people call it, you know, gaming the meta. Uh, You know what? Whatever you want to call it, it comes down to where are your preconceived notions coming from because what information are you starting with to try to understand something that's new? And that's not an easy thing to do because that takes a huge leap in humility and lord knows there 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 is far and away more hubris than humility in a lot of different ways these days
1: as an example uh what's a what's a good one um water I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a really weird one.
0: We know full well that the planet is three-quarters covered with water. It's not necessarily super deep, but humor and old man again for a second. Who would have ever thought that we could use water to send humans into space? Water is a very stable substance. It doesn't do very much of anything. It pulls, it evaporates, it rains, it collects. But if you do a little bit of processing on it, like with electricity, you then get oxygen and hydrogen, and then you can burn them And get thrust out of it and launch rockets with basically the separated portions of water. And the cool part about that is, by the way, for anybody that doesn't know, all you get out of that reaction when all is said and done as a a byproduct is water. Water. I love that. I love that. It's better than so many of the other um things that we use for, you know, rockets and whatnot. What when, when your when your final uh when your final end product is heat and water, it, it don't get too much more you know biodegradable than that. Just saying. And by the way, uh Seeker. Hi. Uh Seeker had asked, can the teapot be changed out for Tesla now? No, for two good reasons. One We know right where it is. And it can be spotted. And two, because fuck that guy.
2: I'm sorry. Well, I did make the recommendation that how about an invisible, intangible pink Tesla that runs on diesel?
0: That would be fine, except for one small problem. (laughs) At this point, I don't think it's pink. (laughs) Actually, I would love to know what color that thing is now that has been out there for however long uh there are websites that will give you um tracking information to find out where it is so that's that's actually really cool and if i remember right there were also counters on the uh, on the website that would tell you if the battery was still running how many times would uh whatever song it was that it was playing with how many times it would have played by now so, yeah, there's all kinds of all kinds of stuff with that. But tr- like I said, you know, trying to trying to understand where are you coming from when you ask a question? That's a, that's that's really a place of humility because it is opening up so much in the not only do I not know the answer to the direct question i'm not sure that i even know that i'm asking the right question
1: and man how humbling is that experience yeah so that's that's kind of weird uh let's see seeker was yeah. also
0: saying, uh, I've seen red sun bleached to a pinkish hue
1: yeah,
2: I've seen different colors of red sun bleached while I was in construction,
0: yeah, but that's also so now see here's here here's the piece, here's the piece answering the question, go back a little bit further. you've seen red whatever whatever the product is, sun bleached to be a pinkish hue. that's fine in the atmosphere that we live in that breaks down a lot of the solar energy that would otherwise be ionizing energy mm-hmm. and what's the material to start off with is it a latex paint is it a water-based paint is it a pigment is it of uh, iron for instance which iron burns Oh, that's right! You people didn't remember about that. Iron burns. You know what it turns into when it burns? Rust. Yeah, iron when you it burns. Know what happens when rust. you
2: take rust and combine it with powdered aluminum?
0: We don't talk about that because that's now <laughs> that's now mixing blur and blur. And anybody that gets that reference, here are people. And the re the reason why that um. The whole thing about it's in our atmosphere. What's the material? That whole thing. That's like I said, that's gaming the meta of it all because there are so many assumptions already in place when you, when you point something out and we don't even think about it because it's just an assumption of what's already been. And that can skew everything else that goes down the board and you can come up with the right answer up until the point where you actually try to apply it to what you're really trying to ask.
2: that's always fun to listen to astronauts. Oh my god, So yeah. not, not people who have qualified to become astronauts, but the people who have actually been in space. It's like when they, one of the astronauts was asked, what does space smell like? He said burnt steak. Because the suit and equipment reacts uh, poorly to all the... Radiation and everything that's out there in space. So when you come back in and they pressurize the lock so you can take, unseal the, uh, suit, it smells like burnt steak. According to one professional astronaut. Uh, I don't think there's unprofessional astronauts, but you know, you never know. So they ask, you know, and a lot of these questions, these kinds of questions come from kids, which is really cool. Uh, you know when they concern themselves with what are they going to eat on the station or what they're going to eat in their um whatever shuttle or ship that they're in whether they're up there, you know it's not just about taste; your taste changes when you fly, imagine being in outer space and low gravity, but it's also about smell, not smell of the food being cooked or rehydrated or consumed. But the smells your body gives off after you've consumed those foods. So if you've ever been with a buddy and that buddy ate a garlic bagel and nobody else in the group ate a garlic bagel and you're all in the car and that buddy goes, hey, guess what? Everybody's going to go, oh, God. (laughs) Or something similar. Unless it's a bunch of Italians. Yeah, unless it's a bunch of Italians who eat garlic every day. But the point is, is that, it, yeah, me too. So, but the point is, is that it, it hits people. And so the, they're working in tin cans, uh, just like people in the submarines, you know, the, uh, except submarines can come up for fresh air pending what they're doing. A shuttle can't do that. <laughs> you know, they can't just vent the air and refill it up. They have to bring up everything they use and recycle. And so I think that when we start actually building um something in outer space that allows us to create ships in outer space, as long as we pipe up the material, that there's going to be a whole lot of, wow, didn't expect that to happen when it hit, you know, uh, uh outside the atmosphere, that it was going to cause this material to corrode the way it did, or it's going to cause it to break down or things like that. There's going to be mistakes made, and there's going to be a lot of learning going on. And whoever leads the charge is either going to be cutting corners or not knowing humanity. There's going to be corners cut and people are going to pay the price for it.
0: Yeah. And it's already happened. It's already oh, happened yeah. before.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's happened a lot and it's going to continue to happen because, you know, if you live forever after death, who cares what happens in real life, right? Yeah, if you're a- just living to die, it doesn't matter. Everybody's going to go to a happy place, the good place. Unless you don't believe the same things I do, in which case then you go to the bad place. It's a bad place like, oh, you don't want to go. Yeah. And like, Your your parents didn't pay any attention to you as a child, did they?
0: <laughs> now, <laughs> the, the fun part about this, and I say fun from the standpoint of, wow, this spirals out really far really quickly and I had no idea to think about this one of the things that deck was talking about about uh, you know bring food into uh, into space like for instance to the international space uh, station or better yet uh, let's let's backtrack this a little bit uh, a little bit better the apollo missions to the moon they had to take everything that they needed up with them and One of the things that they also needed was, as was mentioned, food, provisions, food and water. But it's a three day trip from Earth orbit to lunar orbit. And then it was, let's see how well I remember. Uh, I think it was two, it was less than three days on the moon for the guys that landed. Come back, link up with the capsule, and then another three days of travel back to Earth
1: before landing. Now, I want you to remember something. You need water.
0: You need food. But the human body does not process 100% of nutrients. And all that water needs to be, well, expended in order to get rid of other waste products. Which means not only do you have to try to plan what kind of food should go up, how much of it, or conversely, how little. How densely packed with nutrition should it be? What container should it be in? and. How do you get the rest of the stuff that's coming out of the astronauts without hurting anybody? Because, um, what's, what, what what's it? I'm I'm trying to remember? Uh, hepatitis. I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of the right thing. So, you know, hepatitis, because stool is bad. Okay. E. coli, amongst other possibilities. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. It once you start and, and asking, to our
2: survivalist friends out there, you cannot just send them up there with pemmican bars. Sorry. Yeah. You were talking about nutrient dense foods.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it 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 gets to be it it, it gets to be uh, one of those things. Like I said, where the further out you start to investigate, the more you realize. Well, there's stuff I never even really thought to consider, like the Apollo missions having poop bags. That's actually really a a, a thing, believe it or not. Um Seeker was asking something interesting, and I'm I'm actually going to use this because there's there's a, a a dovetail onto that one. Seeker was saying, can't certain 3D printers print with metal now? Yes. 3D printing with metal is a thing. Now, it is tantamount to basically 3D printing in the same way that you're 3D printing with um a welding stick, for lack of a better way of putting it. But yes, it is doable. Now, the, the reason why I wanted to dovetail onto this one is because For a long time, there was a question mark as to, how do you 3D print something in space? Can it be done? Because 3D printing on Earth kind of relies on
2: gravity. Well, don't forget, you have an extruder that's pushing the material through. Uh Okay. Um, You could create a form that creates the 3D print in segments. Uh, much like a mold, except it's literally part of the extruder and cooling process pre shapes it before it makes full contact and full bond I well mean, there's there's i all sorts of ideas of how to accomplish it, and somebody will figure it out
0: well, funny you should say that uh but the one piece that I need to make sure that you know about is though that the forming version that you're talking about the the um uh, the the mold form and and then just you know open it up and hey look at the, it's there because it filled in the gaps and what that that kind of defeats the whole purpose of a 3D printer because you can theoretically 3D print anything. They figured a way of making it work. You can't use gravity because microgravity at the International Space Station, nowhere near enough to do it. So, you're not going to spin the International Space Station because that would be bad. What they decided, what they finally found a way of doing it with is to have the 3D print system print in a, for lack of a better way of putting it, foamed matrix. It's goo, and they have a needle that penetrates into the goo, and the 3D filament melts until it gets there, and it starts to solidify because it starts to cool inside of that goo, and the needle moves around. Now, it doesn't break the whole thing up because it's... A gelatinous material. It just f- seals back in on itself. But it allows a 3D printer in space to create a form in 3D space because the material is staying where it's supposed to be. And it just builds on top of that. And it builds a 3D printed whatever it is they need, small that it might be, but it, it actually works. And it's friggin' hilarious to me.
2: That's pretty cool.
0: It is amazingly cool. It is amazingly cool that somebody figured out how to make that work. I love it. I
1: absolutely
2: love it. Those are the kinds of people we need leading the space program and such. Instead of... uh Idiots who think that just because they have a lot of money, it makes them coding geniuses or coding or, you know, brilliant engineers when all they did was buy people who were brilliant.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, there is that. That is one of the reasons why uh, I love the concept of research for research's sake. I've, I've talked about it before. Uh, Doctor Faraday, you know, showed up, uh, showed off. What happens when you pass uh, a magnet through a coil of wire, and y- you start to induce uh, a magnetic field, you know, down uh, down the wire path? And people were like, "Well, Doctor Faraday, what, what's the point of this?" I don't know. I just found the effect. It's up to somebody else to try to figure out what to do with it. And now. <laughs> Look at all the stuff that we've got. Where you know that that relies on the electromagnetic uh, forces. I love it.
1: Ah, um, uh, yeah, the hum. It.
0: There may be a hum coming through my microphone and my mixer board. I'm terribly sorry about that. I don't have any way of hearing it myself right now because of the way that everything is set up so um, sorry it, it just is what it is I'll have to I'll have to investigate
2: that a little bit later sorry if it's really bad just turn the show off and go watch some porn
1: <laughs> I don't think I even have to
0: turn the show off to do that I mean it's not like you guys are seeing my <laughs> screen or
2: nothing do whatever I want now we know what the hum's coming from,
1: <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that, anyway, so so like I said,
0: trying to trying to investigate further backwards through the rabbit hole is something that we end up doing and just kind of the course of events, and like i like I put in the show notes. Why is this bad for religion? It's a real simple answer to me. It's because when people start questioning their own questions, that's the first step into a very long walk of self-discovery. And that's a bad day for religion because now you no longer
1: have people locked in. And I like that.
0: But then again, I have a tendency of being a dick that way. So,
1: you know what? It is what mm-hmm. it is.
0: What kind of things um what kind of things kind of fall for you now now that I kind of pointed out this whole thing about, you know, well, you're not asking the right question there, guy. There has to be a PFY somewhere
1: along the way. That you've had to do that with. We, um,
0: You're the only one here. Yes, I'm talking to you.
1: No,
2: no. I'm <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not asking the right question.
0: <laughs> no, I'm. I'm. Ha, hasn't there been a PFY that you've had? Sorry. I need to explain to everybody.
2: No, no, I know what a P-F-Y is. No, you do, I, and I do. Yeah, we both do. We're both IT. Okay, yeah.
0: so for, for those of you that don't know, in the IT sector, information technology sector, there is an acronym called P-F-Y. Um, The P-F-Y. Pimply Faced Youth. Yeah, the Pimply Faced Youth. It is a derogatory, sometimes, expression. It
2: can be said lovingly. It
0: can be said lovingly for The IT superior's subordinate, somebody that is usually a junior operator, or a lackey, or a gopher, somebody that would be um, what would otherwise be described as the uh, script monkey on the phone. But it's they they could be much higher on the depth chart. But you know, whoever it is that actually has the keys to the IT room can pretty well call everybody their pfy so that's that's where i'm going with there has to have been at some point somebody some pfy that you've dealt with where you had to tell them you know you're not even asking the right question
1: and i'm wondering if anything's coming to you You know, I've
2: had conversations where I would ask a question and I actually got that told to me. It's like, hey, you know, that's not a bad question, but you're not actually asking the question that will really dive deeper into that topic. And I've had that occur in things that I'm only passingly familiar with. Uh, I'm not, you know, a mechanical engineer or electrical engineer or anything like that. So when I talk about robotics, I'm a layman. Like I'm just a regular guy. I have some limited robotics knowledge that stops with like Lego Technics and constructs uh which was a toy back in the day and a couple other things. Um I like I've assembled the parts for a robotic arm, you know, according to the instructions, not design my own. So, I have technical aptitude for putting things together, soldering circuit boards, understanding certain kinds of circuits, things like that, because of computers, but I can't go out and just randomly buy stuff and build my own robot. Okay. There are people who can do that. You give them, you know, well, let's say the cost of an RTX 4080, and they'll build you a miniature wally, e you know? Yep. So... My questions come from a seat of ignorance about certain things. Um, I was asking about uh, somebody uh, close about prosthetics, not for any kind of personal need, but just an interest in terms of what we were seeing in terms of advancement of prosthetics the different types and everything else. And I learned a few interesting things, unfortunately, that I don't need to, uh, I'm not privy to repeat on the show. That's fair. For, for reasons. But, uh, they were very interesting things to learn, and uh, some real eye-openers too and that's any field so when it comes to religion, though, a lot of the questions that I would ask were the same ones kids asked: Does God have feet? you yeah. know things like that and <laughs> You know, as a kid.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, yeah,
2: I, yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't believe that I've ever heard anybody ask that question.
2: Dana Carvey, stand up. Okay. He was talking about kid, his kid being cute and, Daddy, does God have feet? And it's like, oh, your cuteness. It's making me. <laughs> Played it off as kryptonite kind of thing. But I, I asked similar questions as a kid. You know, uh, what's God's favorite sandwich and things like that um and as a kid we have an innocence and we're asking legitimate questions and we're being given a story just like Santa Claus granted Santa Claus has a neat purpose you know the concept of giving for just because you can and it helps another person be happy and then you get to watch that experience you know you, uh, a tr- somebody who plays the role of Santa Claus whether uh, they get dressed up or they just do it in the background by, you know, signing the cards and stuff. Uh, They, uh, they don't, the the ones who are doing it for the right reasons, they don't feel bad when the kid says Santa's awesome for giving me this gift, you know. You know you're Santa. You know you did good. And you know, it's a good feeling. And you know that once they learn about Santa Claus, then you get to explain to them the same thing that was explained to you and you get to carry on this tradition and not all traditions are great, but this one actually opens up creativity and things like that. But what I did is is I took it to a new step. When I explained to my son about, I took it a step further and I said, you will find in life that you've been lied to a lot especially by adults. And it is common. It is common because some people will do it in hopes that they don't hurt you. They're trying to prevent pain and suffering. And while that's noble to try to prevent pain and suffering, using lying to do so typically backfires. Um, Sometimes they'll do it because they don't think kids can understand. And they might be right that that particular kid at that time in their life may not be able to comprehend the truth behind the truth, you know, of everything that's going on in the situation, the context and such. And as adults, we have to make those calls, you know, figure out what's what. But I told my son growing up, you know, I won't lie to you that in itself was a lie because I did make him believe in uh, help. I did not originally tell him that there was no Santa Claus. And I was not the one, I, I never used it against him to make him behave. I never told him if you don't behave yourself, Santa's uh, not coming. I never did that. I never used Santa as a means of instilling uh, fear of misbehaving and things like that. Uh, misbehavior had its own punishments depending on the misbehavior. I was not going to have a mythical man in a beard and flying reindeer (laughs) do it for me.
0: That's fair. I I was pretty much the same.
2: Yeah. And when he said, well, you lied to me, I said, I lied through omission because I never told you Santa wasn't real. But I never told you that the guy. I may have said that I had the phone number to Santa's house, which I did. I had that, you know, that dial 1 800 Santa or whatever the hell it was. I don't have it programmed in my phone anymore. I delete it along. used to have it, dial it, and then you could hear a pre recording. This is Santa's answering machine. Yeah.
0: And now you can actually uh, track him from uh, NORAD yep. on the web. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. And, um,
0: They can track Santa at NORAD, but they can't find Bertrand Russell's teapot out there in space. What the hell are we spending money on, you know?
2: Yeah, and and I mean, Santa moves in such ways that it actually uh, doesn't obey standard laws of physics, and yet they can still track him. So, what the hell with the teapot, man?
0: (laughs) And yet nobody has arrested him for breaking the laws of physics.
2: Physics,
1: I don't get this.
2: So if my son had ever asked earlier than that one year, dad is Santa Claus real,
1: I would have told him that was I, not.
2: I would have said Santa is an idea that we perpetuate and encourage children's creativity to think of by visualizing, uh, whether through story or through cartoons or just spoken word. And you know, it's, and I explain the whole tradition and everything. And I also explain that at one point in time, there was somebody who fit the bill. You know, depending on what country's history you look at, you might get a different version of what Santa Claus was based off. Of. You know, and it's really cool because I can also use Santa Claus to help explain religion. Religion is Santa Claus for adults.
0: Except we're paying into Santa as opposed to Santa paying out to us.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to get that 10%.
1: Well, at least.
2: Especially if you go out into the, uh, the U.S., if you go out into the Bible Belt areas, when you're filling out a job application... They may ask you, okay, so uh you know, before tax, where do you want us to send ten percent of your check to? What 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 church do you go to? And for an atheist or agnostic, that's a really uncomfortable thing because you now realize that you're working in an environment where at least HR is assuming that you're religious just like they are. And you know, you
1: Well there's now ways so many
2: ways to deal with that.
1: I'm trying to
0: remember, is that something that can be asked?
2: It's different when you already have the job and you're filling out paperwork versus the interview. Gotcha. Right. The interview, they're not supposed to ask anything like that. Um, you know. And some people who are truly paranoid and give it um, based on the experiences that have happened to them will even go so far as to tell people who are entering the workforce, hey, keep your car clean. Don't leave anything in your car that is identifiable to you, your beliefs, or anything else like that. If you have kids, don't leave any kid toys or car seats in the car. Take them out. You know, when you go job hunting and all that, because some companies will actually walk you out to your car at the end of the conversation, and if they see a kid carrier in there, or they see you know a messy car or whatever it is, they might decide that you know that's significant evidence for them to not hire you. And while the, the seeing the kid carrier and coming to that decision is wrong they didn't technically ask you if you had kids so they get away with it and it's hard to prove that they did that Um,
0: because it's it's just it's passive information
2: exactly And, and again we live in a world where people enjoy the fantasy. You know, how many people do we know play video game? Forget the genre of video game. I don't care if you're a first-person shooter fan, RPG, JRPG, MMORPG, uh, puzzles, uh, real-time strategy. Doesn't matter. You're doing some form of escapism, the same as if somebody was reading a book watching a movie, or listening to their favorite songs. It's all some kind of breakout away from other things. You know, we need some of those things. I mean, if if
1: humanity didn't need music, we would have never created it. I would tend to agree with that. As somebody who wanted to be a
0: especially <laughs> musician once upon a time ago. Uh,
1: honestly, I,
2: I think that we've made a lot of things that we need, and what we need changes over time. The games I play now, at my age, I don't play as many high-intensity first-person shooters as I used to. There's a couple I play, but I, I play modded versions of them that are gimmicky and silly and things like that. But I find more entertainment, a more fulfilling entertainment, if I play one of the digital skateboards than a
1: first-person shooter. OK.
2: And um, you know, my tastes have changed. You ask any chef, they'll tell you their taste in food changes all the time as they grow. What they enjoyed as a 10-year-old versus a 20 versus 30 versus 40 versus 50 changes roughly 10 years, give or take. And then as we get much older and our sense of smell dies out, our sense of taste is affected and what we enjoy as we get older changes too. Plus what our stomachs can handle and everything else. So it's the same thing with escapism. It's the same thing with entertainment. What's going on around us affects those needs. And when you have a whole lot of people who are currently escaping into religion
1: because all hell's breaking, it's different than a video game. When I turn off my computer or my game console, the game's over. The world's still around me.
2: When I escape into religion, religion tells me everything's the way it should be.
1: I have buried my head in the sand and refused to acknowledge reality.
2: There's no game I can play forever and completely ignore reality because I have body leaf. I have body functions that need to be taken care of. VR is nowhere near as re- reality the game is either. Um, I have family, I have friends, even people who are don't have family and friends have something, whether it's a plant, a dog, a cat, a chinchilla, a snake, rep, whatever. They almost always have something going on, even if it's just a job to keep the lights on so that they can go back and play their game. Religion's not like that. Religion's ever-present. It's always on. It's always there. And it sucks people in. And encourages other people to suck people. So the question is, is what good is religion? Well, good as as an escape form. It It does a really good job of telling people, hey, as long as you believe these things, it's all going to be all right. As long as you do these things, it's all going to be right. You know, don't don't worry about thinking for yourself or questioning anything. Just do what we tell you. Just do what's in this book. You know, just do what this religious leader says, and you know, everything will be fine. And that's a drug? You know, that's addictive like a drug. I mean, I've met more I've met people who are on drugs who have a better grip
1: on reality than some of the uh uh fundamentalists. Mm. And the, worst I
2: mean, look, part at the of- look at the nightclub shooter, right? <sighs> the one who shut up the, the gay club? The dad who works in porn and went through a name change. When he found out his son shot up a gay club, he was just happy to learn that his son wasn't gay. Yeah. Dude, your priorities are way the hell. Up. It, it explains so much about why your son is messed up.
0: Yeah, and
2: you definitely let, contributed.
0: Yeah, and let's let's make sure that we we hit a uh, a piece of clarification because it's important. As a collective, HCTV does not have a problem with people who work in the sex industry. Generally speaking, we don't. So long as people are consenting and are staying healthy and safe, generally speaking, we don't really have a problem with that. So
2: right, that's not and, the and issue. The, what the, what I was bringing up was the con uh, the fact that this guy has worked in an industry. Where it handles all forms of sexuality, not that he himself personally engaged in any kind of homosexual behavior or anything like that, but he worked in an industry that supports all that. Okay, and he's gay bashing. Yeah, essentially.
0: Mass. No, not not essentially. Absolutely. I mean, so, it's 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 hard to say otherwise.
2: And it's just, it's so frustrating to see the shit. Instead of asking the question, why do I believe in this particular religion,
1: god or deity or whatever,
2: they ask, well, why don't you believe? That's real simple. I don't believe because I haven't been convinced for a time there, everybody was telling me it was true. And for a little while, I even bought into certain things until I learned um, what I was really feeling. Until I learned how certain tactics work, what self-hypnosis was, and how it occurs, and how you can do it once i started to recognize in me um how i was looking at life what i really wanted out of life, uh, why i was hanging around these religious people why i was supposedly claiming to believe um, and the reason why i claimed to believe at the time by the way was because i truly did believe but i believed because i was ignorant of the facts I was ignorant of what tactics were being used against me.
0: You and me both.
2: Yeah. So I was, for all intents and purposes, manipulated into believing. Once I had the facts, that shit stopped. It was gradual. It took time because a a firmly held belief can be very difficult to change, even when you have all the contradictory facts lined up in a row.
0: Especially if the system that you're believing in has a built in, no, 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 we're right. And anybody that tells you wrong is, uh, they're, they're wrong. They're, they're the ones that we're actually fighting against this whole time. By the way, uh, Secret pointed out, I prefer adult entertainment as the term. People love to throw in pedophilia otherwise. It's a great Uh, point. Okay. It's a very, very good point.
2: I think adult entertainment is highly underutilized uh, by all people because, you know, again, if you like fantasy, if you like escapism, and I do adult entertainment can be highly engaging, highly entertaining. It's fantasy based because nobody ever orders a pizza with extra sausage and finds a penis in the middle of their pizza. That would be, Cause first, second, possibly third-degree burns because melted cheese feels the same as melted plastic. Well, how do it... I know? I have burned my hand with both.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you said hand. I was getting worried there a second.
2: Well, I've also burnt the roof of my mouth with melted cheese, but I have never put melted plastic in my mouth. That's a really that's it's good to know right there. Yeah. Um. The point is is that it's also just a fantasy and, and some people forget like anything that creates a fantasy environment anything that's escapism can be addictive so you can get addicted to pornography adult entertainment you can get addicted to uh, smoking drugs alcohol religion you can get addicted to religion
0: you can get social media to, yeah anything that media. anything that gives you a dopamine hit in the brain cells.
2: That's why there are people who love to spend their lives in the gym. Exercising gives them that dopamine rush. They've actually did, uh, figured out that there are people whose their reward center of their brain gives them a buzz the same way when I go to a Wendy's and eat a Baconator.
0: Somebody, uh, I, I forget which uh, I forget which stand-up comedian it was. It might've been Robin Williams. Who was talking about how uh you want to go out there and you want to get high buy yourself a pair of sneakers and run
1: for twenty five
2: miles? You'll get high. The problem is is I don't get the exercise high. I did the gym thing for a long time. I'm not in good shape. um uh, you'd think going to the gym a long time would help get you into shape. okay, I've got muscle structure, you know i've got decent stamina things like that but i was never uh, after a certain age i always carried extra for a lot of different reasons uh, i'm not planning on going to all of them well let's just say that the start of it was medically induced. okay uh unintentionally so by the way okay uh, but the point is is that um I've done the treadmill. I've done spin classes. I love spin classes. They were fun, but I didn't get a dopamine hit from it. They were just different from everything else. They were different from jogging on a treadmill or climbing a stair climber or doing planks or push-ups or any of the other stuff with any of the weights. And... um yeah, like Seeker says, lately I've been saying trolls are out for their dopamine hits. That is a fact. Going on forums, on Reddit, uh, Instagram, things like that, and trolling people, that does give some people that dopamine rush. Ha <laughs> ha You've been trolled. You've been trolled. You should probably just fold. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, I know I was getting trolled on uh, a Reddit forum. I was engaged in something, and I was just like, oh, I just. Well, I hope somebody enjoyed their momentary high.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Apart from the Russians' ones which do it for a paycheck. Yeah. Some people are paid to troll. And it's not just Russia. Uh, I guarantee you people here in this country somehow make a paycheck by trolling others. Um, There yeah. was one guy who admitted to the press that he made a fake news website where he would post things he made up. You know, if it came to him in a dream or he just thought up of it in the morning, something bad about Hillary Clinton or whatever, he would put it out there and then he would go on Twitter and with a different account and reference it, citing it as a source. And he made money like that. He made a lot of money doing that. So yeah, there are professional trolls. It's not just a But thanks for bringing that up, Stephanie. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad, but it's true.
2: Yeah, the said, you know, it's sad, but true.
0: Yeah, the, the worst part about the whole damn thing is that as much as we would like to think that we as skeptics, we, we, we try a lot of times to kind of live up to that ideal. And for us to not recognize something when it happens,
2: Yeah, you know, we that can human.
0: Yeah. We we can feel kind of stupid about that. Oh, definitely. I mean, like you said, you know, you get roped into a conversation and, you know, you're, you're three, four <laughs> – three, four <laughs> paragraphs into an explanation of something only to realize, no, th- there is no reason for this
2: or even better forget the trolling aspect of it you know you might be having a conversation with somebody so let's say i'm sitting down and i'm speaking with a religious fundamentalist Mm -hmm. and we're having a conversation about a particular section of the bible right let's say in genesis where it's going through all those list of names So and so begat so and so and begat so and so begat so and so begat so and so and all that shit, right? So you know the part, the first part of the Bible that if you can make it through, you should win an award for stamina, concentration, and focus. (laughs) And you probably have a uh, insomnia problem. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) that part of the Bible aside, uh, but let's just say that. This fundamentalist and I are having a conversation, and they come up with the whole, "Well, if this isn't true, then how do we know all? Then why do we have all these names, in you know, trace a lineage back to Adam and Eve?" And I don't have a good answer for that. Well, maybe I didn't have a good answer for that at that time. It's three weeks later, and I look back and go, "Ah, damn it! I should have just asked them." I was like. We didn't have written language back then. How do we know that these are correct
0: Or to me, uh, the first thing that's coming to my head is well the the question of you know well, why do we have all these names that we can trace all the way back to Adam and Eve? My answer to that is, how do you know that we have How do we know that this is actually a list that is genealogical list that was kept every generation and nobody died accidentally prematurely um and more appropriately start all the way back there adam and eve had um sons and then they went out there and they found um Town of people. Uh, I got
2: problems. I got. I got, got problems.
0: My bullshittery
2: is going off. You know, look, I'm just saying. I may not look like the guy, but I've got Thor in my bloodline.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Stephanie.
0: <laughs>
2: I need I need you to clarify. Yeah, I'm, ripping, I'm, I'm riffing off of Stephanie. Stephanie <laughs> typed yeah. in chat. King Charles has a lineage that traces back to Odin. Seriously. Yeah. Yes, I, I, and Abraham Lincoln once said you can't trust everything you read on the internet.
0: No, he said you can't trust everything that you read on the
2: internet. Oh, good.
0: Stephanie, I yeah. I, I need you to kind of help help me out on this one because when you say <laughs> King Charles, I'm wondering. Which one? Which one? Yes. I know. I know we it it could just as easily be the current king Charles. And I, I I get that and forgive me if you know obvious answer is obvious but you know you guys have had a lot of you know we like say King Henry. <laughs> so help me if any one of us starts singing I'm just going to go ahead and poke out my eardrums. <laughs> I have I have in front of me. I have my wine decorker machine right here. If you think I won't use that on my tympanic membrane, you're out of your
1: goddamned gourd.
2: You'd be better off with a chopstick.
1: I might. I might.
2: I've got some stainless steel ones over here.
0: I got, I got, uh, I got a set of those too. Those are great.
2: The best part is, is I actually hang them up using magnets.
0: I don't... I just put them in the drawer, because... Uh,
2: no, like, I... You know how now. you have a uh, a bar, a magnetic bar that yeah, you can yeah. put your chef knives on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do that with uh, my stainless steel chopsticks. Easy to grab, especially mm. when working in the kitchen.
0: I don't recommend doing that right next to your knives, but you know what? You do, human.
2: Look, I'm just saying, I, I think Uncle Roger's onto something. Don't use whisk. Use chopsticks to
0: make. There is something. My uh, Uncle Roger. And uh, Stephanie pointed out uh, this is something I've known before the internet was invented. All of them. It gets obscured back in Saxon times. Yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. And Captain Wrongway.
1: Sir. <laughs> Good to see you. Um. you know this uh, this
0: this topic really sucks when all is said and done because the people that we want to engage with to try to explain to them that they're asking the wrong questions so many of them right now just argue
1: in bad faith there's no other way to word it
0: and it drives me up a goddamn
1: wall I I can't say
0: never, but I will say I don't believe that I have ever argued in bad faith. I know for well that there have been times where I have intentionally trolled somebody back into the fray of something, but I've never argued in bad faith. If I know something is Errantly wrong, factually incorrect, I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to. I have
2: it. made mistakes. Yeah. And when I when it was pointed out that I made a mistake, or mis- point, when it inevitably gets pointed out that I've made mistakes, my first question is always, well, how do you know I was wrong? Okay, let's go review that. Oh, I was definitely wrong. Okay. You know? Um, it's happened over multiple episodes, especially at, you know, one o'clock in the frickin' morning. Can't imagine This more. is not the best time for my brain to be working. Yeah. Uh, it literally functions on caffeine. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm much more coherent in the afternoon and the evenings, but overnight, early morning, mm, I start. And it's going to get worse as I get older. I know
1: it. <laughs> it's also
0: going to get worse and worse as the night gets started
2: earlier and earlier. Oh God, we, we just need world. to stop this whole spring forward, fall back crap.
0: I know, I know. That's a that's a
2: whole other thing, but you know, be that as it may. So, but you're right. If you don't ask the right questions, you're not going to find what you're looking for and sometimes it's hard to ask the right questions, sometimes it's intimidating. It was very, I can say this with certainty, it was very intimidating when I had gone from being a Jew to a born-again Christian. When I was asking certain questions, I felt like, you know, I was asking, hey, is water wet? At least, that's how it was treated when I was asking questions. Look at this guy, he doesn't realize water's wet and he's drinking a glass of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And while there were plenty of welcoming people, you still get the occasional glance or look or whatever. And somebody I, I, I could probably point to any random stranger and they will most likely say they've experienced that at least once in their life to something where somebody's kind of given the look or that feeling just by being around them that did you just ask
1: if water is wet? Really? You know,
2: because I've read the books. I've read multiple versions of the damn Bible. You know, I went to the churches and Sunday classes and things like that got kicked out of several Sunday classes, got kicked out of several churches. So, you know, there's some timidity there. At least there was at that time in my life to ask these questions. Um, Phrasing definitely plays into it. And I tend to be
1: a blunt person. So it comes across. So, yeah. um,
2: You may even have the perfect question to ask, but may be intimidated to not asking it because everybody around you is telling you, we don't ask questions here. We just do as we're told, and you'll feel better for it. Look, just drink just drink the fruit punch, okay? You'll be fine. No, no, don't worry about the other people falling over. Just drink it. You'll be fine.
0: What makes it uh, funny and interesting for me, though, is to think about it in the terms of, well, like you were just saying. God doesn't know the water's red. That water's wet. But then you get somebody who gets the opportunity of thinking it through even further. What does it mean that water is wet? Can it be made wetter or drier then? What is it that imparts wetness to water? And it's not a philosophical question, believe it or not.
2: It is actually a chemistry-based
0: question, and it's a legitimate
2: question. Yeah, I'm still having a hard time with that question because I see packets of powdered water that tell you to rehydrate. Just add water to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But they're they're actually (laughs) uh, –
2: That is one of the best gag gifts I've ever seen. I really love it.
0: Yeah, window screens for submarines. I know. You know <laughs> solar-powered flashlights. Well, hey,
2: I get hey, it. We have solar-powered flashlights. I know. I bought my sister
1: one. I know. I know. The, the thing of it is, the
0: absurdity of asking, what makes water wet? And can I make it wetter? That sounds like such a bonkers question. It, it really does. When you don't have any basis in knowing the chemistry behind the stuff and why somebody would be asking such a question and trying to determine how much validity is there. Can we do this thing with the knowledge that we've acquired so far? And that's a really heady thing, man. Can water be made wetter? Uh, Technically, yes, we do it almost every day. Yeah, add soap. It breaks down surface tension. It makes water wetter. That's one starting off point. But then there's so many other things. And it gets uh, it gets really hair-raising real fast, depending as to where you want to end up going. Sometimes, for me, the, the simplest, seemingly, I should say, simplest questions end up having some of the most outrageous endpoints
1: if you know what to go looking for. And I just think it's absolutely hysterical.
0: I'm realizing my legs are getting a little bit cold tonight, and I'm not quite sure why. Something tells me that um I'm a little on the overall tired side. I've had uh I've had a couple of nights of not great rest and um a little bit of stress and tension and, and whatnot, being worried that my basement would flood again. There's a whole thing in that don't worry it's not happening but there's a there's a thing um and being that we're getting to pretty close to the top of the hour and i started off with just me
1: um i think we're gonna uh i think we'll, we'll both just kind of give you guys a little
0: something to to finish off with and we'll just end a, a, a little bit early for a change for tonight um For me, like I said, uh, just real quickly, you know, what is wetness with water? How to make it more? Uh, Again, it's who the hell would ever think something like that? Who would ever come up with a question like that? And who would have ever thought that we've already got part of the answer to that without having, having really thought about it? It's amazing. It's, it's wonderful. It's part of the reason why I love. Like I said earlier in the show, you know, research for research's sake—you don't know what you're going to find, but it's out there to be found. I think it's—I think it's a delicious thing, and I don't ever want us collectively to stop looking. That's about as good as I got. You got anything uh, left over that you want to go ahead and put out there before I, before I fall asleep on us?
1: <laughs> um, I don't know
2: <sighs> I, I think I'm just going to fall back on to what I've said on many shows before
1: there's a whole lot of yelling and screaming and you know you have patient listeners
2: out there who are listening and paying attention but for the most part it seems to just be one side and the other just yelling back and forth. Some are yelling obscenities, others are doing whatever. And I'd really like for the yelling to stop. Unfortunately, we have a lot of elements that know that if the yelling stops, they'll lose their control. They'll lose power. They won't be as uh, be able to maintain as much wealth as they as they've already had. And I'm not talking about the kind of wealth that means a leisurely life. I'm talking about the obscene levels of wealth. Where here here's a concept of obscene wealth, okay? Currently railway workers looking at striking because one of the things that they refuse to give up on is paid time off. Yeah. Well, Warren Buffett makes so much money In 24 hours. Okay. Pre-tax. That he can afford. To pay. Every real worker. 15 days. Of paid time off. In one year. With just
1: him. Spending. One day. Doing the things he normally does. He could pay all those people 2 weeks in a day of paid time off if
2: he gave up all his profit for one day that's how much that guy makes that's called obscene okay and it's not just him there's a lot out there and there's a lot of greed There's a lot of hate being tossed around. There's a lot of finger pointing. And it's all distractions, distractions, distractions. And you have
1: others who are using it to their advantage to do even more harm.
2: Regardless of their rationality, they're causing harm. And if the rest of us just calmed down, listened, saw what was going on, and decided to get our shit together,
1: well, that would be truly a blessing. Yeah, and I appreciate that, man. We are going to have to really call it, because
0: I'm...
2: Well, Well, that was the end of it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm off my soapbox, dude. <laughs> Here, have a bar of soap.
0: Quite all right. Um, yeah, I'm.
2: <laughs> Irish Spring, anybody? <laughs> I'm getting really, uh, really
0: tired in the eyes, and this is this is not a good place for me to be. I I was actually thinking about uh, having wine tonight, believe it or not, a little bit. Mm. Uh, I'm really glad I didn't do that because this is this is not a good place for me right now, and I'm bone
1: sober yeah dude it's five off we're good yeah
0: yeah so let's just go so ahead so
2: thanks to seeker stephanie um felis and captain Wrongway. thanks for all coming out folks
1: appreciate it
0: thanks so much ladies and, and gentle ponies. and um <laughs> Seriously, thank thank you all for being with us. Uh, I did get uh, a couple of things that were that were said over here. Stephanie saying, you know, have a good rest. Uh, Seeker saying, you know, thanks for doing the shows.
1: Um, before we get out of here, really quickly, I, I, I just want to say this: we've been doing
0: this. We've been doing the show for what the hell is it now seven and a half years, give or take.
2: Way too long. It it, it feels <laughs> it sometimes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and then other times it's like, oh, ooh, ooh, we got a fun
1: topic to talk about. Yeah. You know? um, we've been doing this for a long time. And I
0: will admit, I have never promoted this show the way that maybe some people would have really thought I could have or should have. I'm not the kind of person to do that. I'm not the rah-rah kind of guy. We we do because, well, I hate to word it any other way, because I want to. And so long as I'm getting something out of this, I'm going to keep producing shows. I'm going to keep running. And I can only say that I am thankful for all of you that follow along for all of you that help me with it. And for those of you that have actually believed that what we do is worthwhile. So for my Thanksgiving, thank you. All of you just thank you tech. I'm glad you're able to make it. Thank you so much. And you oh, have uh, you have a good week. Hopefully, an uneventful
2: week ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to be puzzled over this one because I just saw a headline from a couple days ago: sperm counts drop by 62 percent worldwide. And part of the study was done by the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. And I'm going, but masturbation is a sin. How that? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna be having a fun <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a fun read
0: <laughs> yeah there is that and uh, i just looked it up by the way uh just going by the number of episodes uh divided by 52 in a year and i know for well we have not done you know all shows for all, all year. of us yeah. yeah it comes out to uh a little over eight and a quarter years so it's it's been a little over eight years. So yeah, we're 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 still here, we're still doing our thing. I appreciate it. Um but again, I was saying uh you have uh, a safe week ahead because here in the United States it is now past Thanksgiving. The traditional Christmas season has begun. Hence the reason for that. But being out there on the roads and whatnot, man, you just you just be
1: really careful, all right? Yeah, you too
0: and for all you guys who are in the live chat again thank you stephanie seeker felis uh uh, wrong way thank you guys you take very good care of yourselves and for all of you again that are listening thank you very kindly and also for you yes please be very safe and very careful um if you'd like to be in contact with us you can swing over to the website, holycrapthevlogcast.com. The audio version of the show is available as a download podcast right from over there. The phone number, of course, is 859-HCTV-554, 859 Google hates me because every time they get in touch with me, they're like, um, if you don't use the account in another 30 days, we're just going to recycle the number. Okay, I'll make a phone call with it so I can hold on to it a little bit longer. because i'm doing that for free and whatever is what it is um for those of you that are listening uh, like checking it out live shortly after we record this every year the first wednesday after american thanksgiving i do my normally my wednesday nights are my 80s radio streams but the first Wednesday after American Thanksgiving, I do the old Jack Benny radio shows from when he was doing his Christmas shopping. So I got that coming up again uh, this week, coming up as of recording. So I'm very much looking forward to that. So if uh, if you're in time for it, love to have you listening in. Uh, you can uh, find me all over the place under Shujin Tribble, and you can ask about it. And I'll be more than happy to give you information or just ping me on, you know, Twitter, Discord, uh, Facebook. It's all, it's all good. And we'll see what we can do from there. Other than that,
1: please be safe. Please be careful. And we'll see you next week.
0: We'll see you next week. So until that next time that we're together, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, Fujin. I know Thanksgiving was supposed to have been your holiday. and Just know that the turkey actually ended up pretty good this year. Ma I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Until the next time we're together, everyone, as always... Good night. You've been listening to
2: Holy Crap: The Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.